Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. And it feels like we just did this because we did just do this not too long ago. This is your second Boneyard of the day, a first. This will actually serve as your Friday Boneyard as well. So if you uh, if you missed the show earlier today, just as soon as I finished publishing that Boneyard, the news broke that Mike Leach would be the 33rd football coach at Mississippi State University. So we're going to talk a lot about that process. We're going to talk a lot about Coach Leach. We're going to talk about what we knew, when we knew it, and uh, a few other things. But I'm not going to get into um, anything else other than Mike Leach, Mississippi State. I'm not going to talk about the ones that, quote, got away. I'm not going to talk about the ones that withdrew and never had an offer for Mississippi State. Not going to talk about any of that stuff or any of that message board stuff. I'm just going to talk about what a great day it is in Mississippi State football that athletic director John Cohen, under the mandate of Dr. Mark Keenum, successfully hired a sitting Power Five head coach, a winning Power Five head coach, and brought them to Starkville. Not an offensive coordinator, not a defensive coordinator, not a receiver coach, a sitting Power 5 head football coach. I don't know that that can be properly explained. These are those things that just don't happen at Mississippi State. They just simply do not happen. The last time Mississippi State was able to successfully take another school's head coach and named them as their head coach, is Emory Ballard. Coach Ballard uh, coached at A&M in 1978 and took over at Mississippi State in 1979. After Coach Ballard was uh, no longer the head coach at Mississippi State, we hire Rocky Falker, favorite son, Rocky Falker. Then we bring in Jackie Sherrill, and Jackie was actually out of college football. Jackie was actually working in the car business. We brought Jackie in, and Jackie changed a lot of things from Mississippi State, forever indebted to Coach Jackie Sherrill. Then you bring in Coach Sylvester Croom, who had been an NFL veteran for many years as an assistant coach, had some time as an offensive coordinator, again, not a sitting head coach. And then you hire Dan Mullen, offensive coordinator from the University of Florida. So it has been just over 40 years since Mississippi State was able to take someone else's coach, and you can go back and and do your own research. These are the kind of things that do not happen at Mississippi State. They happen to Mississippi State, not at Mississippi State. As you guys are well aware, Dan Mullen hired away from Mississippi State. But a couple times in our history, that's happened as well. Uh, Murray Warmoth back in 1953, hired away from Mississippi State, went to Minnesota, had some great years, won an national championship in Minnesota. His successor was Daryl Royal. 1954 and 55 seasons, Coach Royal hired away to the University of Texas, made Texas what they are today. So again, these are the things that happened to Mississippi State, not for Mississippi State, but it is a different day and time. Mississippi State, the strength of the SEC network, the strength of the SEC machine, the SEC ball revenue, it's a different day. Mississippi State goes and gets Mike Leach, and I, I, for one, am absolutely giddy about every bit of this. I think this is a tremendous hire for Mississippi State. I think this is a power move for Mississippi State. Many of us 
said, you know what? We're going to go on the cheap here. We're, we're probably going to go get, you know, we're going to settle for because that's what we usually do at Mississippi State. That's what impresses me so much about our leadership. We bucked the trend. We didn't go cheap on the hire. We didn't just go get an up-and-comer. We didn't just go get a G5 guy. And there's some good ones out there. I'm not talking poorly of that. But we didn't just take the easy way out. We didn't take the easier, softer road. And you know what? I wouldn't have blamed John Cohen. If uh, he had brought this thing to a rapid conclusion after um, things didn't go our way on Tuesday. You know, we get up Tuesday morning thinking we're going to name Joe Judge our head coach. He'd already said he would accept the job. They were finalizing details. His wife had already went shopping for a maroon dress to, uh, to wear to the press conference. Many of the guys who were going to be on staff already preparing to, uh, to relocate. Media relations had already prepared a release. That's how close it was. And then we have uh, the rug snatched out from under us. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think things worked out better for Mississippi State. And that's all due respect to Joey Judge. Hope he wins a, a couple Super Bowls up there. Really do. Wish him the absolute best. But, you know, Joe has kind of made a name for himself as an NFL coach. And so acclimating to the college game might have taken a little while. Yes, I know he would have surrounded himself with some veteran college coaches, guys that knew the Mississippi State story. But now you've got Mike Leach. You've got a national name as your head coach. If you've read the reaction nationally, of course, there's a few hot takers out there that want to hate just to kind of get some response and that sort of stuff. And if you've been a veteran of the Twitter wars, you know exactly what I mean. I, I, I guess I shouldn't have said it, the Twitter wars. It's a dirty, dirty time in our, in our history. But you understand my point. Mississippi State, for the last week, has been in the national college football headlines. You make a move, you terminate Joe Moorhead. The next thing you know, you're hey, you're talking about Billy Napier, what a rising coach there. You're you're in the news for Joe Judge, and then of course everybody's thinking, oh, how unfortunate for Mississippi State. And people were saying, you know what? That might be one of the most Mississippi State things that ever happened. Mississippi State's on the verge of hiring a great coach or an up-and-coming coach prospect. The next thing you know, he gets snatched away by the NFL. Ha ha ha. Well, the joke is on you. Because the pirate has now taken residence in Starkville, Mississippi. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company. They allow us to bring you the latest, greatest, and coolest information about the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the most dominant athletic programs in the state of Mississippi, bar none. You can now go eat Bulldog Burger in two wonderful Mississippi towns right here in Starkville on University and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo, Mississippi. You go by, you have the spring rolls. They will make you better looking. You find your own favorites. But if you just want a great quality restaurant hamburger, you order the Bulldog. Can't go wrong with the Bulldog. Consistent. Always great. Always to fill you up. But if you want to walk on the wild side a little bit, let me encourage you to have the mission. Get the Pimentology Ad Bacon. Try them out. Try the Bryant. Try the Lauren. Find your own favorites. Bulldog Burger Company, a great place to go break bread. The best place in Starkville proper. And also now in Tupelo. Two locations to serve you. Starkville and Tupelo, where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So let's break down the Mike Leach file. And then I'm going to share with you guys a couple things. I think it's important. Uh, you know, kind of what we knew when we knew and some behind-the-scenes stuff.
that I think that you will find of interest. So Mike Leach is a guy that has had some SEC experience, but not as a head coach. He was uh, with Hal Mummy when they had the whole air raid offense there. And you guys remember that, you know, in the, uh, in the late 90s, it was pretty wild. Kind of revolutionized the game. 97, 98. And so in 97, for those of you that are looking for a point of reference, 97, we win the game over Tim Couch in Starkville. That's the game when uh, Eric Brown made the big hit late to put the thing away, to remove all doubt. And then in 98, Tim Couch beats us in the Commonwealth, one of the only games we lost in 98. That was an absolute shootout. Couch gets the last laugh. Instead, goes on to win the SEC West and goes on to Atlanta. But those are the two years, two of the most prolific years in Kentucky offensive history, and you had the mad genius calling the plays up there. And so he leaves there and goes to Oklahoma and then eventually to Texas Tech as a head coach. Now, here's one of the things that I find most interesting about Mike Leach, and there's a lot I'm interested about, but let's just talk football, okay? Let's not talk about all the, uh, you know, the eccentric qualities of Mike Leach. We'll, we'll get plenty of time. Hopefully, he'll be here for a long time, and, and uh, we'll have plenty of good, good sound bites to work with. Mike Leach has been a head football coach for 18 years. He has taken his team to a bowl game 16 times in 18 seasons, 16 times in 18 seasons. So we talk about our ball streak. We've gone 10 in a row. You got a guy here that kind of understands that. His very first season at Texas Tech, seven and six year. Never had a losing season at Texas Tech. Never, never. And, and, and the entire time that he was there, he goes 84 and 43 and never has a losing season. Seven and six, seven and five, nine and five, eight and five, eight and four, nine and three, eight and five, nine and four, eleven and two. You remember that one, right? That's eleven and two. You're one of the most dominant offenses in the country that year. And then eight and four in two thousand nine. An incredible run, an absolutely incredible run for any coach, and especially at a place like Texas Tech where they weren't used to winning. You know, Texas Tech was really, really kind of considered and also ran you know, in the Southwest Conference. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean about it. That's that's who they were. Uh, before Mike Leach got there, they had they had won one bowl game, I guess, in, what, 20-some-odd years? I guess they won the Copper Bowl in 1995, and they won the All-American game in 89. And then you have to go all the way back to 1973 when Texas Tech won the Gator Bowl. Before that... <laughs> It's all the way back to 1953. So this, this is another, this is a land-grant school. That's one thing's also kind of interesting is Mike Leach has been a head coach at three different programs, and all three of them are land-grant institutions. Texas Tech, Washington State, and now Mississippi State. An interesting collection of opportunities. But he takes over for Spike Dykes, and Spike was kind of a consistent six and seven win time. He had a couple nine win seasons, but by and large, you know, when, when Mike took over, he continued what they had and then took them to unforeseen heights. Then you had some issues there. You know, people forget, you know, the, the whole Craig James thing. And I've read about, of course, the enemies of Mississippi State want to bring that stuff up again. Uh, you know, about Adam James, Craig James' son, about he was suffering from migraine headaches and they wanted to get him out of the sun or whatever. 
you can believe whatever you want. It's interesting. I read that in a deposition that uh, Adam James said he found the whole event to be funny. But uh, be that as it may, there was a lot of discussions about breach of contract. It just so happens that Texas Tech elected to terminate Leach the day before they were set to pay him a retention bonus or a tenure bonus. Ended up costing him about $1.7 million. I think, I think that's correct. I read that earlier. Uh, but you can file it yourself. But that, that brought an end to the Mike Leach era at Texas Tech. And then everybody sued everybody. And I don't know that anybody ever paid anybody. But that was the end of that deal. Texas Tech has not been the same since Mike Leach left. The year after Leach leaves, Tommy Tuberville comes in. Tuberville puts together a couple of decent seasons and leaves for Cincinnati, 8-5, 5-7, 8-5. Leaves and goes to Cincinnati. Cliff Kingsbury, who was a Mike Leach quarterback, comes in and has an 8-5 year. And then things simply fall apart. Four and eight, seven and six, five and seven, six and seven, five and seven, four and eight. Red Raiders haven't won a ball game since 2013. Winners of the Holiday Bowl back then. So again, Texas Tech kind of an also ran into Big 12 or the Southwest Conference back in those days. He comes in, takes them to unprecedented heights. He leaves. They go right back down to where they were. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting because it goes to show you the guy knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. So, sits out of football for a couple years. Uh, those, I think, are you know, important years. He kind of found himself, moved to Key West, Florida, uh, began his uh, you know piracy legacy. He's always talked about his, how his fascination is with these pirates and how pirates work together as a team working for treasure, doing whatever you got to do. So then he gets the opportunity to get back into college coaching and goes to Washington State. I don't know if anybody would have ever thought Mike Leach, at the peak of his career, one of the best teams in the country in 2008. And then the next thing you know, he's coaching in Pullman, Washington. Just didn't think that seemed feasible at the time. But he comes in. Washington State also, again, a, a team that's never really done anything. Never really done anything. I mean I, I mean, I guess one could argue that their glory years were under Mike Price. Mike Price, of course, uh, you know, maybe better known for his uh, short tenure at Alabama. You know, Washington State wins the Rose Bowl in 1915. Guys, they don't win another bowl game until 1988. And they only had two bowl games in between those two appearances, and they lost them both, the Rose and the Holiday. This is one of the worst programs historically in the country. But Mike Leach takes the job. Goes in there and succeeds Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf in four seasons, 2-11, and 1-11, 2-10, 4-8. Leach inherits nothing from Wolf. They post a three and nine season. His first year, bounces back, gets them bowl eligible in 2013. The first time since they were bowl, that's the first time they've been bowl eligible uh, since 2006. And the first time they've been in a bowl game since 2003. They lose. The next year they regress. They're back at three and nine, and then things really begin to take off. 
nine and four, eight and five, nine and four, and then eleven and two. And that's and that's one of the things too that I think is really important too. That eleven and two year, is you guys recall, that's the Gardner Minshew year. Gardner Minshew, a Mississippi guy, without a doubt, a Mississippi guy all the way. Gardner Minshew goes up there and becomes a Heisman candidate. This no Gardner Minshew people you know went to East Carolina, then was going to be a grad transfer to Alabama, elects to go to Washington State, and then goes up there and becomes a national name. It is absolutely ridiculous how well he did up there. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I know everybody's like, yeah, well, he's in the NFL now. Gardner Minshew was not a highly heralded prospect out of high school. Or it's a grad transfer. It wasn't. This year was a rebuilding year there, and they go six and six and uh, end up losing in the Cheese It Bowl to Air Force, Troy Calhoun. So a six and seven year. But again, right back in a bowl game, despite the fact you're losing a prolific passer and Gardner Minshew. That's one of the things that I think, because people have talked so much about recruiting. Recruiting the state of Mississippi, I think, will be easier than people realize because, number one, Mississippi State is going to get the players they want to get in Mississippi anyway. There are some guys that are Mississippi State guys, some guys that are Ole Miss guys, and some guys are in the middle. you got to work to get those guys. But Mississippi State benefits from the fact that Gardner Minshew is a Mississippi guy. It's an important part of the piece, a part of the puzzle, I think. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think, you know what – Mike Leach can say, you know what? I recruited a kid at a brand in Mississippi, and he came in here and did a great job for us. And uh, and we feel great about our future with that with uh, with this program. And so that is a relatable name that guys in Mississippi know. Not just because of the fact that he's from Brandon, and uh, he's probably been to eat at Jerry's Fish House before. He's had a big one from Wards before. He's a Mississippi guy. But he also went up there and became a Heisman candidate in this offense in one season. And now he might be the most interesting player in the National Football League as a starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew was on the scrap heap of college football. And Mike Leach turned him into an NFL starting quarterback in one season. That is miraculous. Absolutely miraculous. Now, you look at numbers this year. It wasn't a great year. You lose a guy like Gardner, uh, it's a little different deal. But if you look at the numbers that they put up in these balls, I'm going to just run down some of these scores for you. New Mexico State, 58-7 winner. Northern Colorado, 59-17 winner. They beat the University of Houston, 31-24. They lose to UCLA in Pullman. This is one that I stayed up and watched. 67 to 63. You may remember that one. They lose to Utah 38-13. Lose to Arizona State 38-34. Beat Colorado 41-10. Lose to Oregon 37-35. Lose to Cal 33-20. They beat Stanford 49-22. Beat Oregon State 54-53. And then lose to Apple Cup 31-13. And one of the things that I want to say about that is that Coach Leach did not have a good record against Washington. Coach, you're going to have to have a good record against Ole Miss. We will run you off if you don't beat Ole Miss. But the one thing that you look at is even in a six and seven year, even a year removed from having a future NFL starting quarterback, 
in the huddle, Washington State scored a ton of points. Each and every week, they were a threat to score. That's when you begin to factor in the Mississippi State is able to recruit defense. We've always been able to recruit defense. We haven't always been able to recruit offense. We've always been able to recruit defense. This state produces a lot of defensive players. And so we're going to have an opportunity now to kind of pair up some offensive skill with some defensive strength. Mississippi State's expected to be very good on defense next year. So who runs the offense, Steve? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. Garrett Schrader was recruited to play in a pass-first offense. He just happens to be a pretty good runner, and we had to use him as a runner out of necessity this year because we just simply had so many difficulties running the offense. If you look at this thing, and remember, Gardner Minshew went from an unknown in college football to a national celebrity because of his decision to go to Washington Stadium to win the starting job, and next thing you know, it is an absolute phenomenon with the with the mustache and the you know the denim shorts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think it was a match made in heaven with Gardner and Coach Leach. Really, really pumped about all this. But I think that's one of the pieces you look at. I think you don't have to explain who you are if you're Mike Leach, these Mississippi kids, because they they are all well aware of what Gardner Minshew did. And if they're not, it's pretty easy to get to get them familiar with it. I think that is a huge part of it. Some people say, well, you know, well, Stevie didn't recruit really well at Washington State. Do you know how many Division I prospects the state of Washington produces on an annual basis? It's nowhere near what Mississippi and Louisiana and even Alabama produce. You know, th this year was a really good in the state of Washington. They actually had a five-star prospect, an outside linebacker named Savelle Smalls, who's actually going to attend the University of Washington. That's in a 2020 class. Let's go back and look a couple of years here, a couple other years, uh, you know, in the state of Washington. It, it's not a state that routinely produces, you know, major college prospects. That's just how things work. You know, uh, just two four-star prospects in the class of 2019. You know, we can run numbers, but, you know, the bottom line is, is that Mike Leach is going to have better athletes available to him at Mississippi State than he had. Uh, at Washington State. And he was still unbelievably prolific as an offensive play caller. And again, you go back to last year, I mean, Gardner Minshew threw for whatever, 5,000 yards, isn't that right? 5,000 yards? I'm, I'm, I'm going to double check those numbers. And remember, that was the first year in the offense, and he's a Mississippi guy, right? Again, that's, that's a drawing card. I don't think there's any question. Gardner Minshew is a Mike Leach success story, and everybody talks about you know you know what what happens with the uh, you know the mustache and all that sort of stuff, and it gets to show you that uh, you know he's a fun-loving guy. But Mike Leach gets value out of his players. That's you know, and that's what it's. I I read listened to the interview earlier. Somebody shared a video about he uh, he sprinkles pixie dust on those guys. And uh, and they get it done. So yeah, four thousand seven hundred and seventy-six yards passing for Gardner Minshew. He had about thirty-four hundred combined in this the rest of his college career at ECU. So he more than doubles what he does in his career in just one year. And let me run these numbers down for you, okay? Thirteen games played, eleven and two. 468 completions out of 662 passes. It's ridiculous. 
a completion percentage of 70.7%. The highest Gardner Minshew had ever had in college was 58.9. And he goes up to 70. 38 touchdowns against nine interceptions, a quarterback rating of 147.5. Again, one year in the offense. One year. One year. Garner Minshew threw for more yards, and it wasn't close, in his career as a senior at Washington State. He didn't do it in high school. Garner Minshew, as a high school player, threw for 9,705 yards. He got almost half of that, over half of that, in one year as a, in the Pac-12. And again, he just comes from nowhere. I'm not going to belabor the point, but I think you understand what I'm saying is that Mike Leach got by Texas Tech with a lot of three-star kids. He played a lot at uh, Washington State with a bunch of three-star kids. The 2020 signing class for the Washington State Cougs, 61st in the country, 61. Previous year, guess what? 66. Previous year, 46. Previous year, 44. So this is a guy that is routinely getting the second tier of talent in the country. You go back to that class in 2017, ranked 44 in the country, one four-star in that class. That's it, one four-star in the class. Now, he was a wide receiver, but that's it, one four-star. You go to that 2018 signing class, you get two four-stars. One of them's a wide receiver, another one's a quarterback. You go to that 2019 recruiting class, not a single four-star in the group. Not a single guy. The second highest rated player in the class is Gunnar Cruz, quarterback. The 2020 signing class, not a single four-star in the group. And people say, well, you know, Steve, that's just a symptom of uh, the fact that uh, maybe he's not a great recruiter. Well, maybe not a great recruiter on National Signing Day. He's a pretty good recruiter on game day. And that's when it matters most, right? We get distracted sometimes when we start thinking about these rankings. I mean, you go back and listen, and you'll think I'm jumping on them, and I don't, and that, I don't really care. But you go back and look at these great recruiting rankings that Ole Miss has had the last 10 years. And then look at how many games they won compared to Mississippi State, who supposedly had inferior talent. It's not just who you sign. It's what you do with them when you get them on campus. Can you develop a player or not? There are some schools, Ole Miss included, that were great recruiters, not great developers. Dan Mullen, not a great recruiter, but a great developer of talent. Now you've got him at the University of Florida that kind of recruits itself. He's playing with a different brand of athlete, and he's getting better results. I believe Mike Leach, for the first time in his career as a head football coach, and really you can look you know, look at his, his path to, to, uh, to Starkville. You know, he, he starts out his career at Cal Poly and then the College of the Desert the Pori Bears, and then the Iowa Wesleyan, Valdosta State, Kentucky, the one year at Oklahoma, that's probably the greatest collection of talent that he's ever had, the 99 Oklahoma team. But he is going to have the ability to recruit a much fertile recruiting footprint with an infrastructure that is already there 
to assist. Do you think they've got facilities at Washington State? Have you ever been to Lubbock, Texas? I mean, if you're going to go to Texas Tech to play football, you really want to go to play Texas Tech football. You're not just going to go to Lubbock, and, I, and I'm not trying to just talk poorly about Lubbock. My point being is that there's not a 17, 18-year-old kid out there and say, you know what, I can't wait to get to Lubbock, Texas. I can't wait to get to Pullman, Washington. A lot of people have talked so poorly of Starkville over the years. This is going to be as good as Mike Leach has had it. Great recruiting footprint, great infrastructure, great administration, great recruiting area and a collection of talent around him, not to mention the resources that he's going to have. You know, a lot of people said, you know, well, why would Mike Leach come to Mississippi State? I would submit to you Mississippi State is probably exactly where Mike Leach should be. Because if you look at his career path, he has historically taken jobs at schools similar to Mississippi State that didn't have the resources that he's going to have now. We talk about going to Atlanta, that sort of stuff. He's done that sort of thing, too. Won the Big 12 South Division in 2008 at Texas Tech. Won the Pac-12 North Division 2018 with Washington State. He's won his division a couple times. We haven't won since 98. And haven't really been close since 2014. Mike Leach also the AFC Coach of the Year last year. The two-time Pac-12 Coach of the Year in 15 and 18. Big 12 Coach of the Year in 2008. There were some people that thought they had a chance to win a national championship in 08, get upset by Ole Miss in the Cotton Bowl. I don't know how you cannot be excited about the hire. And I've seen some people out there and say, well, you know, Steve, I just don't know. I just don't know. What, you know when is the last time we've been able to go get a guy like this? Not, not just go get an established winning coach. 16 bowl games in 18 seasons. 16 and 18. And one of the years he didn't make it was his first year at Washington State, a perennial loser. And so you almost want to give him a mulligan for that year. But he's found a way to win. And he also is a guy that you don't he, – he's found a way to stay. From, from 2000 to 09, he stayed in Lubbock. From, from 2012 to 2019, he stayed in Pullman. I also think it's important to point out your athletic director, John Cohen, came through for you. There were a lot of people that were doubting John. There were a lot of people that were doubting the process. There were a lot of people ready to get the process over. There were a lot of people that would have panicked and probably made a hire out of desperation. John didn't do that. John went out there and did something that we don't normally do. And that's go take somebody else's coach. He's done it in baseball now with Chris Lamonis. He's done it now in football with Mike Leach. I like this new version of Mississippi State. Mississippi State needed change. Mississippi State had a cultural issue, as we discussed on this show before. Mississippi State needed energy. We had Mississippi State fans bailing out on Mississippi State football. On our YouTube channel, Gene's Page, I leave those videos up sometimes just because I think people like to go back and watch them, and there's some comments that are incredible. One young man shared, I have never been more excited about Mississippi State football in my entire life. I have other people, you go through read social media, Mississippi State is a talk of the town. There's a couple other things that I want to say too. 
I have read with great interest these people that have said, man, look at this, Lane Kiffin and, and Mike Leach in the same state. You know, there'll be a lot of pointed comments. There'll be a lot of one-liners and that sort of stuff. But, guys, uh, with all due respect to Lane Kiffin, he is not in Mike Leach's league. Has Mississippi State and Ole Miss upgraded their head coaches? Absolutely. Absolutely they have. But to compare Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin in the same breath, it's kind of like saying Glass Tiger is in the same category as Guns N' Roses just because they both make music. And all due respect to those that, that love Glass Tiger out there. I know there's a bunch of you guys that are – Huge fans. We're not talking apples to apples here. It's one thing to go win a couple of ball games at, at Conference USA. It's another thing to go do it when you don't have superior talent. That's one of the things that I that really, to me, stands out about Mike Leach. And we talked about Steve Sarkeesian. And just so you guys know, I, I recorded a full hour show about Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I guess it wasn't quite a full hour, but... Um, when we expected to get him, and then I had to throw that show away because he's not going to be Mississippi State. But one of the things about Steve Sarkeesian that stood out to me is that he is a guy that never really won a game or two when he didn't have more talent than his opponent. Mike Leach has won a lot of games where he didn't have more talent than his opponent. We just ran through these recruiting rankings. Do you think, again, Washington State has never been a great recruiter? But yet they've won a lot of ball games, and so Mississippi State needed a guy because we produce talent in this state. We needed a guy that would know how to utilize that, and we got to recruit to this system. And I'll be honest with you, that's one of the things. If I have a reservation, that's it. Is can we consistently recruit to this system? And that's where you got to trust the coach. But that's the one concern that I have is you know what, this state doesn't produce a lot of quarterbacks. But you know what, Washington State signed a lot of out-of-state quarterbacks too. And I think, you know, if you look, I think Mike Leach knows a whole lot more about developing quarterbacks than a lot of us do. I mean, how many times do you think Washington State took the field and everybody said, you know what? Washington State looks like the better team. Washington State has more talent. I would say not many times at all. More times than not, Washington State had inferior talent, not just in the recruiting rankings, but probably in, you know, in all measurables and whatever NFL matrix they have out there, I'm sure there's a bunch of them that uh, that didn't rate well in anybody's estimation. But somehow, they managed to win football games. And that's coaching. That's coaching. And then when I begin to get excited, I think, you know, when you've got a guy like Garrett Schrader that was recruited to play in a pass-first offense, you got him returning, and i got a guy like Will Rogers coming in, not to mention – Mike Leach offered Will Rogers a scholarship. The only other Power 5 school outside of Mississippi State to offer Will Rogers a scholarship. So he he has the Mike Leach seal of approval. And I remember when he offered Will Rogers, I remember thinking, wasn't that interesting? You know, he goes in and gets Gardner Minshew's uh, successor at Brandon High School. And now we're going to get to reunite those guys right here in Starkville. And so there are people, well, Steve, don't you think Will Rogers starts from day one? No, I don't think that. I think there'll be an open competition in the spring. But I kind of like where this thing is headed long term. I think you've got some guys like Jalen Maiden and Keaton Thompson will have an opportunity you know, to compete 
I don't know that Keaton fits this system any better than he fits Joe Moorhead's system, but I know this. I know that uh, Mike Leach is one with all different types of quarterbacks. All different types. And there's a lot of guys, too, that have become household names because they play for Mike Leach. We've got to be a little different at Mississippi State. We've got to be a little bit different. We can't be Alabama with lesser talent. You know, we can't be LSU. You know, we can't run a triple option. But we've got to do something a little bit different. It makes us a little more difficult to prepare for because of the fact that we're going to be running an offense and nobody else does. And that's one of the things that I've had people that have said, you know what, Steve? Can the Mike Leach system work in the SEC? One of the things I think is interesting, you know, the offensive splits are different. You know, how they line up as an offensive line is different. How uh, how do they do their releases a little bit different? We're going to have five guys out in a pass pattern. It's going to be a lot different. A lot of some some of it's similar to what LSU does with the five guys out in the pass pattern. You have five guys released, and you have five guys stay in the block, and you have a quarterback. And you're kind of betting on the fact that your fourth and fifth best pass catcher is better than the other team's fourth and fifth best defensive backs. And more times than not, they're going to be. We'll get some staffing stuff together, but I wanted to share with you guys a little bit of a story, kind of, you know, what we learned and how we learned it. So I got a phone call, you know, and that's this time of year, always beating the, the bushes. And that's one thing I guess I'm grateful to Dan Mullen for is Dan has forced me to uh, develop some contacts in the agent world. And you have a chance to talk to people that, uh, that kind of know what's going on with coaching searches and kind of know, you know, who's up for this job and who's interviewing that sort of thing. And so I was speaking to one of my contacts over the weekend and uh, said, you know what, Steve, I don't know if you know this, but John Cohen is absolutely fascinated with Mike Leach. And I said, I understand that that John's always wondered, you know, somebody's going to give that guy a chance in the SEC and they've got a chance to win big because Mike Leach has always won, but he's different. It's a different system. Can it work in the SEC? I mean, people used to say Urban Meyer's system wouldn't work in the SEC. It did. He won a couple of national championships here. Now he's got Ohio State rolling for Ryan Day. He's moved on, of course. But uh, but they said that Cohen was more than just a fan of Mike Leach, that he was very, very intrigued by the possibility. He goes, you know, I, I think they'll probably look at some other guys. I mean, he said, I know Billy Napier is a guy that's high on the radar. But that's just something to kind of tuck away. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, it'll work out with Napier. They'll get it done. It'll work out. They'll get Billy. It'll be fine. Well, then as things begin to unfold and, you know, Billy's playing footsie, which state, it's, it's, you know, he loves me, he loves me not, that sort of stuff. And then uh, the Joe Judge thing, you know, doesn't work out. And, again, I don't think that we have fairly celebrated Joe Judge's triumphs by becoming a head football coach. I think – there are many people that now that this has happened, maybe now we can properly congratulate Joe Judge because it's not at our expense. I think now, I think it worked out well for everybody. I'm very happy for him. But I got a phone call. It's one of those weird things. You know, I'm a firm believer that you never get lucky. I think you work hard, you work hard, you work hard, and then things kind of go your way. I think you create your own luck. I believe that. But I've been on the phone all day, every day for nine days. I'm almost delirious. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I feel like I've been at a marathon or something. But I had somebody call me. It just so happened 
that there was a Mississippi State fan that uh, somehow or a way was down in Key West, Florida and heard that the Mississippi State contingent was in Key West. And so somebody calls me and says, hey, Steve, why would uh, why would the Mississippi State plane and, and athletic director be in Key West, Florida? Well, because I am a fan of the college game, I knew that Mike Leach lived in Key West, Florida. So I make a couple phone calls. Next, the next thing you know, I called Mike Nemeth. I said, Mike, go ahead and work up Mike Leach. we got to put him on the board. It's a possibility that he could be a candidate. And I said, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And we kind of second-guessed it. I said, well, here's the information that I have. And I said, you know, and then Mike says, well, you know, we had somebody else tell, tell him, and the national media told him that he had heard from a friend of John Cohen's in the industry, a guy by the name of Scott Strickland, that John Cohen had always been fascinated with Mike Leach. And so it all kind of kind of began to mesh, but you'd begin to think this is a little bit far-fetched. There's no way this can happen, right? Until it does. And now here we are. And what a great day for Mississippi State. What a great day for Mississippi State fans, because we have done something so atypical of our history. Is we've gone out and we've got the big fish. And every SEC job search that has happened over the last decade, what about Mike Leach? What about every school in the conference has said, what about Mike Leach? Well, we didn't have to say it. We went and got him. Can't wait for football season. Wish we could go ahead and play that game today. Let's go ahead and get going. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to spring. Noon press conference tomorrow. Hope you guys can come out. Noon press conference here on the uh, Mississippi State campus. If you can make it, please do. I will not be there. I will be at a book signing 1130 to 1 to Winston County Library. I made a commitment to those folks. They have been expecting me. It would be wrong of me to bow out. We've got an army of folks to cover that, and I'll get plenty of chances to meet Coach Leach. So that'll be that. And then I'll be uh, – the Baton Rouge thing, we'll let you know. But uh, what looks kind of bad for Saturday, we will figure the whole thing out. But I'm excited – to talk with you guys about this. I want to remind you, too, if you hadn't done so, go to campusbookmart.net. Stan Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the whole crew there, they'll take care of you. They'll treat you like family because you are family. Simple as that. If you can't make it to town, go visit them on the World Wide Web, campusbookmart.net. And by being a lawyer, bone, you're our listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than $50, bucks, absolutely incomplete. You can find all of my work at uh, junespage.com and at Stark Villains, Stark Villain the Book, StarkVillainsTheBook.com and find your merch at StarkVillains.com. But uh, man, so much to feel good about, so much to be excited about about Mississippi State football. It feels like we really have some juice. And if you were questioning if making a change in leadership and firing Jim Moorhead was the wrong move last Friday, I think you can feel a whole lot better this Friday to so say, you know what, we actually have upgraded our program. Let's get excited about the future. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.